The Week 7 Recap and Monday Night Football Mall of America Bomb Edition of the Bottom Line Bombs of Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is just out of pick em scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right. 100 times $5 in a 500 one game. Plus, every Sunday, you're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGP on Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform, parlays, and player props, game lines. Download Hall of Fame Bets or visit hofbets.com. Use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making the smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back. So is the NBA Gaming Podcast Network podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away NBA Gaming Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamepodcast.com backslash NBA dog for all the details. And with that, we are here to do a show. So I have a theme music that goes first. Yes, welcome to the Bottom Line, Bobs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Sorry, I have to adjust the headphones there, but I think I'm a little... Oh, there, does that make me louder? I don't know. I can't tell if I'm loud or not. If you guys hear me, you hear me. If you don't, you don't. I just did that. Um... A lot of ums. Can't say um in a show. But welcome to... God, my headphones just sound so fucking weird. Let me turn it. I feel like everyone I turn up is wrong. Oh, well. Let's just... You know what? Maybe I don't have to be so loud. How about that? Maybe I can just talk to you. C-Generates. Welcome, C-Generates. <sighs> to the bottom line, bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan. It is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Why do I say the year? Do you need, really need to know the year? I do sometimes, that's for sure. Um, oh, forgot to add a stopwatch. Let me start that. Start that up late. Uh, we got today's show. Welcome to the C Block. I just did a college experience with Dundee. That was hot, spirited. A lot of bad calls in college, a lot of bad calls in the NFL. That, that was the theme this week, I think. Bad calls. People are, people are starting to really turn on the reps now. Um, so I'll introduce, I'll do some Monday night football for tonight. I'll give that real quick since that's time sensitive. We also have a few baseball bombs. I'll get into that and we'll recap the, the picks that we did, the bombs of, uh, the NFL contest. And of course a man in a box segment. So let's get into it. Um, Monday night football is San Francisco, Minnesota, San Fran's minus seven, I believe. Totals 44. The Niners coming off a loss. They have a lot of injuries. The Vikings don't have Justin Jefferson is hurt. And as he said out loud, he said the out loud part, I don't really want to rush back. No rush to get back, which is great for me because I'm a fantasy owner of Justin Jefferson. Uh, it's going to be in the Mall of America. No, it's not. Minnesota. The Minnesota fans. Um, that was a weird, that's a new weird stadium. Remember when that stadium just got built and there was like the glass windows and all the birds were flying into it and just dying because it was all windows. So like, look how great our new window stadium is. And birds were just killing themselves. 
Cause they had to watch the Vikings play. Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> just kidding. But then they didn't, I don't think they really fixed it. I just wait till, uh, all the birds. Time. What's up JC from KC. You got a bomb for coming in here. Um, it's just about to get cold in Minnesota. Time to get out of there. Shout out to all my Minnesota fans. I like Minnesota. I've done shows in the Mall of America, the House of Comedy there, and whatever it is. There's a couple clubs. The, the Mall of America is just insane. I was there um, recently. I did. I, I headlined on a Thursday. I was supposed to headline on Thursday, and I opened for TJ Miller on Friday, Saturday, and headline Sunday. Uh, when I got there, and there was a shoot, and I predicted it. I'm like, there's gonna be a sh- there's gonna be a shooting in this Mall of America, and people won't even notice. So, so there was a shooting in the Mall of America when I went there. Wow's in there and you know, whatever. It's like 10 wings over. They try to shut it down. The mall people were like, yeah, no, I'm not staying in here. I'm, I'm leaving. It's just par for the course. Where's it at? Nike town. That's not even our jurisdiction. There's like different County lines inside the mall of America. That's how big it is. Man, I didn't get to do my show. And the Viking fans are going to be angry. They might let Kirk cousins have it now. They're really sick of Kirk cousins. I know the Mall of America does has tents of every store imaginable. There's, there's, there's a lids, and then there's another lids kitty corner from it. Like, how many lids do you need? It's all the same dumb hat. Well, in case you don't want to cross the uh, mall for that lids, you go to this mall. You go to this lids. Um. So yeah, the Viking fans. It might get ugly tonight with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins prime time is never good. Or they might do a valiant effort. Who knows? Although the Vikings fans turning on Cousins, that probably wouldn't be too brutal anyway. I remember when uh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl in Minnesota, not last year when they lost it, but when they beat the Patriots, and then they beat uh, the Vikings in an NFC Championship game, all the Vikings fans were upset that, uh, you know, how bad the Eagles fans treated them. Which you know they I don't know what they were expecting when they went to Philly with Vikings. You know, it's the Philly fans don't really have the reputation of being nice. Anyway, but they're upset, and then the Eagles went to play the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was in Minnesota. So not only did Minnesota blow a chance to host the Super Bowl that year with Case Keenum at quarterback, um, but then they had to have these Eagle fans who just uh, treated them terribly come to their town. So what the Viking fans did, and this is true, to get revenge on them. They they uh, signed up to become Uber drivers, and then they would pick up Eagle fans, and then they would drop them off like not at their destination, somewhere further off that they had to go. That's Minnesota Viking fans. That's Minnesota fans, Midwestern nice fans. That's that's their idea of revenge of getting a second job, clocking in. I'm sure they clocked in the regular hours, so nothing was fishy. They're weird people out there. They got a real job. That's how they. <laughs> I mean, they're white. I know, I know I'm white, and I talk about whites a lot on the bottom line bombs here at Amanda Box, but uh, they're like different. They're like ice fishing white. You know what I mean? They're weird. They're passive aggressive. They're so nice that you think, think they're fucking with you. I don't like it, and I don't trust them. Todd Moore says Kirk Cousins still shops at Hollister and Buckle. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll take any department store, regular, 
retail store Mall of America jokes you guys have here in the comments. Toss it out there. Uh, we're going to take advantage of Kirk Cousins tonight. See, I already have San Francisco minus the seven in our contest pick, so I'm not going to do a side bet. I don't know even if I like. I mean, they are injured. Debo Samuel's out. Trent Williams is out, which is much more important. But I am going to take advantage of Kirk Cousins interception. So we're going to give out um, Kirk Cousins interception is plus one forty. We're going to bomb that. I mean, he's going to throw a pick. It's just going to happen. They get plus money for it. I also like George Kittle for anytime touchdown plus 135. It, I know it's not national tight end day. Was there anything cornier than yesterday's national tight end day? Stop stop trying to be fun. It's almost where when you, the NFL, they're like, ah, it's a no fun league. Yeah, that's fine. But then I think I think what's even worse in the NFL not being fun is when they try to be fun. We don't don't be your kind of fun. It's National Tight End Day. Shut the fuck up, NFL. That just made me angry. That being said, anytime Debo Samuel's not playing, George Kittle usually steps up. George Kittle is either a hitter, you know, he's feast or famine, as they say. And without Ayuk or Debo, one of those guys out, that's when Kittle steps up. So we can even parlay a Kittle anytime touchdown and a Kirk Cousin interception. That's plus 360. Let's bomb that. Also, we're going to take the under. Under 44. Let's bomb that. So that's three bombs. That's a cousin interception. Kittle anytime touchdown. Under 44. In the Minnesota Mall of America. The Mall Monday Night Bombs. Um, I got a lot. There's two separate hotels in that mall. And one time we were staying there and I went to the wrong hotel and I couldn't get there. And oh my God. I never remember. I'll never forget. We were on a tour bus. And then we pulled up and like just to check in. So I go in there and I go to the bathroom. Now you think you're going to the bathroom real quick. Next, you know, you're down five different aisles and kiosks and you're in a mall. And then the bus took off. And then I was lost in the mall. And you get and I was like a kid, like a kid lost in the mall, an adult lost in the mall of America. Granted, I was very hungover, didn't know what was going on. And I didn't have my phone on me. I left it in the bus. So then I'm then I'm writing. I had to go to the other hotel, use their business center, and send an email. The people on the bus to find out where I was at. Some guy gave me like a ride, like some security guy there. He's like, always take your phone. Give me that great advice. Always take your phone. No matter what. Always. You can't go anywhere without your phone. And he's right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. A lot of Mall of America. I'm getting traumatized by that Mall of America. I've been there a lot. And it is always a lot of lids. A lot of lids. It's funny because anytime I am in Minnesota doing shows and I do have a couple of people that live out there that come, they want to come to like, where is your show? The Mall of America? Yeah, we never go there. No one goes there. I mean, people go there. 80,000 people are there, but not, none of us. And then we go get our Susie, our Susie Lucy or the fucking Juicy Lucy burger. You got to get your best Juicy Lucy. What places that think they invented something? You put cheese inside your burger. Great. It's good, but come on. I don't want to wait 40 minutes for a goddamn juicy Lucy. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's the Monday Night Football bombs. Let's hurry up because this clock is a ticking and my Phillies are playing. <laughs> it's good. Anyway, thank you. Welcome, everyone who is with us. Um, 
Let me read some ad. Oh, I have something for this. For people watching, look at this. Look at this. I actually have something to show. No, I think I do. No, hold on. I might. God damn it. Why would it do that? Not background. Not videos. This is what I want to show. Here we go. Look at that. An ad, an ad banner for Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. They just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. For a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win. 10K each. So when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Now, let me go back here. I'll tell you what, an Underdog Fantasy one I like. Hold on, let me get this thing off. God, I'm so bad. What is this? Oh, that's the fucking YouTube. I don't need the YouTube. Here we go. We're back. Sorry. An Underdog Fantasy I like is George Kittle. Anytime touchdown in, uh, go ahead and take us over 56 yards. I think that's what it is. Actually, it might be lower, 47. Hawkinson's 53. He's going to have a big game, too. I think it's going to be a nice tight end game today. Uh, hopefully, as long as it stays under. And San Fran covers. I hope San Fran covers just so we can get our picks to go 4-1. and one. Um, Yeah, we are back. In the bottom line, Bobs. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, yes, yeah, let's recap the NFL week before I get into the baseball bombs and then do a man in the box for you. We went so far. We're three and one with our contest picks, which we need to go four and one with San Fran tonight. Although I did, a, I did, I did a four hundred one k switcheroo. I have to admit to you guys, that's when I give out a pick on the show and then I switch it before I submit it for the contest. It's it's called gambling with the employees 401ks. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes, hey, your retirement screwed. I took out um, the Rams, which lost to Pittsburgh. We replaced it with Seattle, so that was a win. So we won Seattle. I also put in Baltimore instead of the Colts, even though the Colts covered. Uh, we had Philly. And we have San Fran. So we won Seattle and we lost the Chargers. Chargers were the only loss. The Rams, it was just they had too many injuries there when it came out, so I just replaced them. Whatever. They although they whatever. They had a they had a rough that call was insane. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys saw this, but keep with me here. The Rams lost to Pittsburgh. They had a lead and they blew it. Stafford was still Stafford doing terrible things. Um They still should have won that game. So Pittsburgh goes for a fourth and one from like the 40. He's not even close. They don't get it. It was with two and a half minutes to go. The refs, for some reason, just give them, give them the, not a healthy spot. They took the ball, moved it up like a yard, and they gave him the first down. And he wasn't even close to getting it. And you could see. And it wasn't even one of those normal pileups where you can't see. You could see. He went down immediately, and it wasn't even close. It's like, all right, just challenge it. But then, as it shows, Sean McVay, out of timeouts, and since it was over two minutes, you can't challenge. And the ref's like explaining to him, and McVay's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? What an insane rule this is. First of all, what is this arbitrary if it's under two minutes? Like, uh, this, uh, which I, I get why you need to have a timeout to challenge, so you just can't challenge everything, which nobody would do anyway. 
to stop it. You need a red flag challenge. You need a timeout. So the refs are like, yeah, sorry, you messed up. You don't have any timeouts. And McVay's like, no, you messed up. That's a horrible spot. Oh, yeah, I know, but that's what we do. We do terrible things all the time. And then either the replay fixes it or you uh, we don't replay it at all and you're fucked. And that's this is one of those situations. You're fucked because you don't have any timeouts. But also, what's hilarious to me is the NFL understands that they don't want replay, you know, bad replays ruining, like, say, oh, they should have lost because of this, and let's let's kill this referee. So then they say, anything under two minutes, it automatically gets reviewed from above. What? Okay, well, why is two minutes important and not the last five minutes? Because we all know it's the last five minutes that's important, and it's, that's an arbitrary number anyway. Why isn't it all coming from above like college? Why Why do you have to have these fucking red, ridiculous challenge flags and timeouts and all this shit? Like, just have another referee that does replays. Oh, you got that one wrong. We'll be fine with, hey, you got that one wrong. Especially when it comes to spots. How do they know anything? But this one was clear. Chad Moore says, looks like Kirk Cousins shops at Westfield Jewelers, according to our, my picture. Now, that's, of course, the uh, <laughs> that's the hilarious picture of uh, Cousins getting all the jewelry on from the little, just call it the skilled position players on this team. They think it's funny to dress up the corny white Kirk Cousins. Um Yeah, so I love that. I love how that rule is like, yep, nope, sorry. We messed up. Nothing you can do. And then they, they bring in the old TV refs, you know, who aren't exactly refs, and they just come in like, hey, yep, well, we uh, we blew that. They blew that one. Nothing we can do. And just move on. And, you know, it's not, no big deal. People's jobs just depend on it. Whatever. So the Steelers got their win. We backed out of that Rams thing. So it worked out for us, but I do feel bad for the Rams. How about the Steelers are 4-2, and two, by the way? That seems impossible. Um, the Chargers lost that. That'll own up to that. That was just bad. I don't know how. That was a bad beat. If you had you over too, it's twenty four seventeen at halftime, and that was the final score or thirty one seventeen. One touchdown to last second, whatever. Another national tight end day. Shut up with this national tight end day with Kelsey and T Swift. And now T Swift and Brittany Mahomes are becoming a thing. And that's way to way to tell you who's going to take this break up hard. Cause that's what happens is Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes is finally becoming likable in the national spotlight. Everyone hates her. And now, oh, she's got a little fun dance with Taylor Swift. Maybe. And you can tell Brittany Holmes really likes it more than Taylor Swift does. Like, Taylor Swift's like, yeah, I do these dances for all my backup dancers. And she's like, yay, I've been doing it. But you could also say, you know, but it's, it's, I get the relationship. Taylor Swift gives Brittany a hand, you know, a little fun little dance and a high five. It makes her, you know, relatively cool and tolerable. And uh, Brittany teaches Taylor Swift what a flag means and like how things are called back and just, you know, little nuances so you don't look like such a fucking idiot cheering for Kelsey. Kelsey, of course, had a monster game. Just doing Kelsey things. How many scores is putting the ball like over the end zone? Gerald Everett touchdown almost had two. If you listen to the prop show on Veasan, 
I was a guest on Sean and Ryan's Kramer, and I gave out Gerald Everett anytime touchdown four to one and two touchdowns at forty five to one, which he dropped. He dropped the second touchdown, and then the next player, Herbert, threw an interception. Eh, no big deal. And the Chargers just do what they do. Um, another bad call was that Colts game. The Colts should have beat the Browns. That was a joke. I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you saw that, C-Generates. <laughs> but that was terrible. P.J. Walker, what's going on? First of all, what's going on in Cleveland? Watson didn't really get a concussion, but he acted he acted like he did to try to get a penalty on a bad pass. And so then the coaches for Cleveland's like, okay, you want to uh, play this game? Fine. You got a concussion. You ain't coming back in. And then Watson's like, no, I cleared protocol. I'm fine. I was actually just faking it. No, no, no. You said you had a concussion. We don't want to hear from you. Sit down. We would rather have P.J. Walker play. And they did. And then they got gifted of pass interference call and some other penalty call when he turned it over at the end of the game. The ball hit the fucking wall behind the end zone. I mean, that's talk about not catchable. And then they score in fourth and goal. Good for you, Browns. You're you're terrible too. We hate you guys too. We hate all these. We hate all these AFC North teams. Except for Baltimore. Baltimore actually looked. Baltimore finally looked good. We that we switched off to them. They destroyed Detroit. But Cleveland and Pittsburgh, you're terrible. How are you guys forward to? I don't get it. <laughs> um, I know JC is right. Buffalo BW three sent the Chargers super fan to the Chiefs game. I want and how? Wow. Even BW BW three doesn't have Taylor Swift pull. We wanted to get that Charger super later into Taylor Swift booth. Can we get her in there, please? No way would Jackson Mahomes take care of that. But that'd be a good juxtaposition of T Swift and the conspiracy lady. Conspiracy fake fan. <laughs> um all right, what do we got here? And what did we win? Baltimore City on Philly last night. A lot of people were Complaining about Philly not getting a not getting any penalties against them, but they had the one fake hand penalty that was great. Yep, my that's Captain Sano says talking penalties. Miami ten penalties, Philly zero. That's right. Hey, now he says what's up. Let they have some offsetting penalties. Then they show a highlight film, and yeah, that some of those penalties the Eagles uh, definitely should have. Had. That one guy, he grabbed his face mask on a pass play. How do you not see that? That's that that's crazy. And he tackled the one guy. Although they did say, you know, that on the one brotherly shove, tush push, that the offensive offsides, which I didn't even know offensive offsides was a thing. Yeah, the hand was there. And they're like, nope, that's the center's hand. Not the, that's when a TV ref came in. Like, yep, he's wrong. That's the center's hand. Should Not the guard's hand. Uh Okay, well, what can I do? Nothing. You just get screwed. That's what happens. But 10 penalties to zero is not a good look. Because with football, <laughs> did that my voice just crack there? Did I just Bobby Brady that? With football, uh, <laughs> with football, see generates, there could be a penalty on every play. That's why you got to you got to tell these refs how to fix things. I wouldn't blow, I wouldn't uh, put it past him if it was fixed. But you can't do it 10-0. It's got to be like 7-3. Jesus Christ. This is your first 
If your first rodeo, Kelly Green jerseys did win the weekend. You like that? You like that? You like that? You like that? That's cousin shopping in the Mall of America. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, what is going on with all these things? Those Kelly Green jerseys were sick. They were nice. They're your Jerome Browns, your Reggie Whites, your uh, Mike Quick Six, Chris Carter. Well, your buddy Ryan Eagle Green. Those are great unif great, great color. Kelly Greens. Um, R.I.P. Jerome Brown. When Jerome Brown died, they had a song that year, Bring It Home for Jerome. I think L. Cool J might have done it. Bring It Home for Jerome. I love a good team rap song. <laughs> and then Richie Kotite took over, and then the bad years happened with the Eagles. Well, we don't need to get into all that. Um, because I don't know if we talk to the football, or we get into the baseball, and then get to the man in the box. It's tough. Well, we're getting a little long. Let me get into this ad read real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll talk that. Because uh, I got to give out some baseball bombs. Hall of Fame bets. First, why bigger Betting smarter. Oh, I think I have something for that, too. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back. On the bottom line bombs. Let me write down that time period so I know when to put in the ads later. That's how I do that. And after, and I thank everyone for watching live on YouTube. And now the ads are over with. Now you're going to get full on CJ, full man in the box, full zippy trauma, the tragedies. You're going to get it all. But then he pulls out and. And it's just hard. Thank you, everyone, for watching on YouTube. Please like this uh, video. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. Even if you don't like it, I don't care. Just get this algorithm going. You know what to do. You know the fucking deal. Jamie JC says, Amazon is a technology predict when a team is going to blitz, but it can't pinpoint obvious penalties. He's right. It was like that everywhere. Pro and college. It was just insane. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. College had a lot of fun stuff going on. I don't want to get too into the college because I just did the college show with Dundee and the C Block. That's where I get my college love. But there was so much college to get into. It was just, it was just so great. Mainly that Michigan, Michigan State. Amazing. Michigan State just got over all the stuff with Mel Tucker and Larry Nassif and the whole thing. And then they put up, then they put Hitler under Jumbotron. <laughs> After losing 49 to nothing, they put up Hitler and their Jebatron. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if Michigan's not going to send us a headshot of Jim Harbaugh, we have to improvise. Sorry. That's what we thought Harbaugh looked like. Harbaugh, of course, with a scandal now. And he's got his Marine and Navy guy who's like, takes fucking whatever he does. Looks for vulnerabilities. But Harbaugh says he's a target. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how you're how you're a target, Jim. You you only um, you only treat every single person you ever interact with with complete disdain. 
odd that you're a target. <laughs> anyway. The Iowa punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, I think the Iowa punt return touchdown. I know we talked about that as well. That was an insane call. Iowa had two yards of offense and yet they're winning games. They brought a punt back with a white angle, white angle sports release. Tim, Tim Dwight style, whoever that white guy was returning a punt for Iowa. I always say it's a white angle release because what other players can't believe a white skilled player is that fast. There's only a few of them, obviously. So they take bad angles. They take white angles from them. They run into each other while the white goes down the sideline. Anyway. Yeah, Nick said it was a fair catch. What a crazy insanity call. I think that was definitely that that definitely came from above. Like we can't have Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. You call that back somehow. Make make something up. And they did. Anyway, let's get into the baseball. Um, we got a game six going on right now. Phillies and Diamondbacks. I will not give a play on that. I do have, because it's going on right now, I do have a future uh, of the Phillies, so hopefully it'll ship it 14 to 1 to win the pennant. I did not hedge after game two. Diamondbacks were plus 650. I was like, fuck it. Phillies are winning. I'll be dancing on my own. And then I, after two losses, I was like, whoops, that might have been a mistake. <laughs> But they bounce back and won game five. Um, hopefully it'll close it out tonight. We'll see. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, we we liked baseball because you can gamble on it, of course. And I like it. The fan base is like it. I'm a Phillies fan, so I'm rooting for the Phillies. They're a likable team to root for, too. Even if you don't like their fans, that team is pretty That team's pretty rootable, if you will. Is rootable a word? They're very rootable Phils. Bryce Harper and Schwarber, you know, Cassianos, Trey Turner. They got a lot of guys you can root for. They hit, they're fun. Excitable whites, as it said on Twitter, you know, that section of the wine section, it says exciting whites. That's what it is. So that always goes around and someone tweeted out Tyrone, I believe is his handle. He said, does the Phillies roster is exciting whites. Anyway, funny, funny, funny thing. Um, Jason Kimball, oh gee, Kimball, good God, he better, we better not see him tonight. But you never know. Uh, the point is, what is the point? I forget the fucking point. The point, <laughs> I was going to say some point. They're greasing the polls. We got an email from a porn company that wants to advertise them. They, they sent a bunch of lube to Philadelphia to help grease the polls. But we're not even thinking that. We're going to win this game and go to the world. Oh, the of baseball fans. And if you're not a fan of one of these four people, you have no idea. And it's not, and it wasn't like that growing up. I'd golf Saturday, this LA golf group I do, the Roosevelt group, Lowell City guys. And these guys are Dodger fans. I mean, I don't know if this has a Dodger fans. And they're like, and they're like, who's even left playing baseball? I don't even know who plays baseball. Like it was a week ago. What do you mean you don't know? Phillies in Arizona, Texas, Houston. Oh, really? And is that on TV or uh, is that like just a. Uh, is that a written somewhere? And it doesn't seem like that. Growing up, you, you, you knew what was going on, but now people don't give a fuck. It's weird. Tonight's We're All Rangers, Todd Moore says. All right, let's do it. Game seven is tonight. Um, I'm going to root for the Rangers, but I'm going to bet probably on this. This is how I'm going to root for the Rangers. Todd Morris. I'm glad I'm going to break down some bombs. I'm going to get, it's a great game seven tonight. So you have a game seven, Houston, Texas. It's been a great series. 
The road team has won all six games. This game is in Houston. So Texas has the advantage there. But when it comes to starting pitching, yo boy, that's where things get dicey. Uh, Houston has got Javier, who's been great. He's been amazing. Christian Javier. Not good during the season, but playoffs in September, he's been incredible. And Texas throws out Max Scherzer, the guy who ruined the series already in game three. Max Scherzer is just an old conundrum who hasn't pitched since the fucking turn of the century. And, you know, he's been injured and he just forces himself out there. And there's nothing you can do. He's just an old man, old man baseball. Verlander and Scherzer, these two assholes came over from the Mets. They ruined that team. Now they're coming over here and they're going to ruin these playoffs. Dusty Baker's never won a game seven. Right. He has not. He's betting him. He he doesn't like to take he doesn't like to uh take pictures out, that's for sure. Which brings me to how I'm gonna attack this game and give out some bombs. So I think the pitching matchup is extremely overwhelming for the Houston side. I think Javier Javier is maybe the most trust reliable pitcher in the playoffs right now. And that's including Wheeler and Nola for Phillies. His props. I mean, I guess he's going to have a short leash because it's game seven and people are just assuming it's all hands on deck, which I believe for Max Scherzer, but Max Scherzer has padded numbers because it's his, because it's Max Scherzer and you can't get rid of him. It's amazing. When they asked Bruce Bochy, like, why do you start Max Scherzer game three? He's like, well, it's Max. What can you, you can't say no to the guy. He just goes out there. He's fucking ruining it for us. So Max Scherzer's, this is how I want to do this. Max Scherzer's over under outs tonight are 13. That means he's going to last four and two thirds inning, which there's no way he's doing that. He got lit up last game. He's going to get, I don't know if he's going to get lit up again, but either way, the second he's in trouble, they're going to, they have to get him out of there because he's a disaster waiting to happen. So we're going to go Max Scherzer under 13 outs at minus 115. That's a great line. And Max Scherzer over one and a half runs earned, minus 150. I almost couldn't believe when I saw these numbers. Like, this should be flipped. This should be Javier's numbers, not Max's. Javier's numbers over under outs are 12 and a half and overs plus money, plus 110. Earned runs, two and a half. Unders juiced to 145. And this is my favorite. So I'm going to bomb those. Javier over 12 and a half outs, plus 110. Javier under two and a half runs, minus 145. Bomb that. Now I think there's a good chance Javier goes five innings. A full five. And that's all it takes to get the win. Now I want Texas to win. But I want to play Houston in the first five innings, minus 120. Bomb that. Christian Javier to record a win. And I really can't believe this number. It's plus 725. Over seven to one. Seven and a quarter to one. If Javier gets the win. Now, modern baseball is very difficult to get a win anymore. People get 20 wins now. It's like getting 30. But he got the win last game, and I hit that at plus 450. All he has to do is go five innings and have the lead, and they just go with the win. It's not that difficult to pull off. And he'll be out there. 
Scherzer, no chance. There's no chance Scherzer gets to win. And I'll say that confidently because that can only blow up in my face. I realize as I just said that, why would I say it like that? <laughs> I say it just for someone to cut my clip as Max Scherzer goes nine innings. He can do, he can hit the fountain of youth, but he's not. So I want to hit that plus seven twenty-five Javier to get the plus to win. I love that. Play. I just hit it three days ago at plus four fifty, and now it's plus seven twenty-five. Why? Because it's game seven, so they're going to pull him earlier. Like you said, Dusty Baker, he let he he lets you stay out there until your arm falls off. Although it will be it will be emptying the kitchen sink because the World Series does not start till Friday, I believe. That's a long day off. It's a long, long, long day. Anyway. Um so we'll see. Bruce Bochi, I mean the Astros are were winning in the most Astro-y way. I had them, I had the Rangers in that game four, and that was brutal when L2 they hit that home run. How crazy was that though? With a bean ball, and then they kicked out and they suspended a pitcher, Bray, although he's appealing it. And then luckily Houston won that game with the you know, 2A home run. Because that was a joke kicking out the pitcher. The whole 20 minute delay is actually why they lost. Perez hits a grand slam. He, he pimps it out a little bit. They don't like it. And then uh, they beam him, and he gets in a fight, and there's a 30-minute delay. Next you know, the fucking, what's his face, Plosak, the Texas Rangers reliever. He's sitting there going, what the hell's going on? And he goes up and gives up three runs in the ninth. That's baseball. They got to change these baseball rules, too. Now I'm getting man in the box. Now I'm getting angry. Now I'm getting real sports talky. But for them to keep having these Rules that they had during the regular season, like the pitch clock, okay, but doing a violation on that, having to face a minimum three batters, what the fuck? These rules are for people who don't like baseball, which is fine for the regular season. I get it. You have 4,000 game season, and you got to keep that thing moving. But now it's the playoffs, and you're just showing town. You're trying to show off your thing. Get rid of all these insane rules. Pitch clock and box and three batter minimums and can't throw over the first a couple times, more than one, four times. Anyway, who's even playing baseball? So that's, that's, let me recap. I gave out a lot of bombs for this already. Thursday night football, Thursday night's Monday night. We have the under 44. Kirk Cousins throw an interception. George Kittle, anytime touchdown. Those are the three. For baseball, we have Houston, minus 120, first five innings. Max, under 13 outs, over one and a half runs earned. Javier, over 12 and a half outs, under two and a half runs earned. Win the game, get her win, plus 750. Bomb all those. Good luck. Oh, man, I just realized my other banner. I got to. Put my other overlay on there. Not that one. This one. There we go. <laughs> now we're back. Now we're doing it. Now let's go inside the box. I might do a long box today. See, I got my Philly shirt. And now we're cooking. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know what? God forbid my show doesn't go over an hour. You know what I mean? God forbid the man in the box gets you out tight and we go watch those Phillies. We go watch those Phillies get to the World Series and grease those poles.
Fools. Um, I have a special man in a box today, themed, a song theme. I don't know if you saw this video of uh, on Twitter that guy. Did you see the video of the guy driving through a parade? It's a seven minute video. There's a minute video clip of it on Twitter, I guess, but there's a full seven minute of it too. It's this guy. He's mad about uh, a parade happening. He's mad about the exits being closed and he's like, fuck it. I'm just driving through it. And he was all on the side of the road. He goes past all these cars and blockers and then he goes down a parade and he almost hits kids. It's horrible. Um, but what's funny about it, I mean, this guy's just a piece of shit. He's got a handicap placard on his rear view. He's got, you know, he's just, just a fucking East Coast piece of shit. Um, he gets away with it. He's vaping. He's driving around. He knows he fucked up. And the cops can't really shoot him because there's a parade and people and stuff. So they get him later, obviously. But there's, there's a camera. There's a dash cam of him driving and what he sees in front and back of him. So it's, amaz- it's a pretty incredible video. But while he's doing it, the music's playing. It's a song um, by Yellow Wolf. Till It's Gone, it's called. And it's playing the entire time. It was it was featured on... I did some research on this. Because uh, people were like, what's this song playing? In the comments, this song slaps. It was featured on Sons of Anarchy, so it blew up there. I know this because I know people who are uh, managed with Yellow Wolf. My, ex, my ex-manager and brother-in-law. Ken Madsen, good guy. Um, I don't know if he manages Yellow Wolf. He used to or something like that. Anyway, well, I, was, I hit him up when this happened. I'm like, oh, my God, look, at Yellow Wolf's getting blown up. He's in this video where a guy, where everyone, this guy who everyone wants dead. And that's the funny thing about these comments on Twitter. People are like, this guy should rot in jail for the rest of his life. I hope he gets the death penalty. People hate this guy. And then to have your song affiliated with it, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, see generates. Do my man in a box with it playing. It's a great background. So, you know. He starts off, he's behind a car, he's like, and he's just angry. He's talking, to, you hear his wife yelling on speaker, and she's just saying, Where the fuck are you? He's like, I know! I know! They closed, they closed every fucking exit on this! Can you believe this? You motherfuckers! You fuck you! I a, there's a parade. I can't get home. I gotta go. I gotta go around. And then his songs is playing. He's hitting the vapes. Actually, he only starts hitting the vape once the cops get behind him, and he's like, I might be going to jail. It's great driving. Todd Morris is right. YouTube cops will come after me. I hope. They came after Dundee for my Man in the the Box theme song, which is not even his theme song. My show's not even big enough for the YouTube cops. Let them come for me, because I have have insiders with Yellow Wolf. It's incredible. And he's like, you motherfuckers! Get out of the way! He's just screaming. He's just road raging at a parade. And then he almost hits a kid. And he's like, oh, that was a kid. Uh oh. I did not think this out. I'm not the new kid on the block that you can 
And then the song just chill. <laughs> like, the we were like, whoa, that slaps. Who's this? And people want to come. It's Yellow Wolf. So if they're going to come after me for Yellow Wolf, come after me for Yellow Wolf. Alice. Now let me get my man in the boxes. I sh- you're right. I probably should too. So. <laughs> it goes so far into it, and then it goes into a uh, Morgan Waller song, I think, or something. Like it's an eight-minute chase. He and when the cops come, there's one time the cops get into him. He's, he's in the parade route. Everyone's screaming. He's in. He's driving to the parade. He almost killed these people. And the cops are like, get the fuck out. He's like, I know, I know. How'd I get here? I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to get over. And then he just peels out and makes a left and fucking. <laughs> it escapes. He escapes. Yes, it is the man in the box, Stephen Glansberg. Welcome. We're just going through the parade. We're driving kids. We are the man in the box. All right. Now let me get to the Man in the Box segment I actually wanted to talk about while this music plays and chills us all out. I'll turn this off. And that is College Game Day. The Saturday morning show on ESPN. It's always in the news for some reason. I don't know why Pat McAfee always comes up. And I really have nothing for or against with Pat McAfee. It's just that it seems like he's always... Obviously, now that he's ESPN, you can't get away from him. And he's always got opinions about something. And I feel, I do feel bad for him because I know he's probably, he's probably attacked all the time, so it's, it gets to you. And that was the thing. He came out and said, I guess there was some poll in The Athletic that said, hey, do you like Pat McAfee on game day? And 50% or 49% said no, they don't. 30% said yes, they like him. 15%. I'll turn that off now. <laughs> Thank you, Yellow Wolf. 18% said, uh, I have no opinion, which I lo- always love that. Yeah, let me answer this poll by saying I have no opinion. Hey, I just wanted to uh, tell you, I don't know what I think. I just wanted you to know that uh, I wanted to let you know that I don't know. Thanks. Thanks for voting. Who votes no opinion? What, what do you just make it up? Who cares? Anyway, uh, so then McAfee went off, and I get why he did it. He's like, he's like, well, one, it's a poll about him. If people like him, that's not that's never fun. <laughs> First of all, and I'll say I like McAfee on the game day. I think that's what that show needs is shit like that. He does a kicking thing, whatever. Who cares? You know, it's 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 a dumb fucking morning tailgate show. I'll get to that in a second. But then he's like. <clears throat> He's like, yeah, people have been showing me this, and here's the thing. I don't know anyone that reads The Athletic. He actually, he's, ah, I'm this dumb fucking guy. Like, The Athletic's the New Yorker or something. It's just, it's, The Athletic is just regular sports writers. Anyway. I, I love when, I love when people in sports media brag about not knowing sports. Like, that's a flex. Maybe you should read it. It'll make you better at your job. Anyway, that's not the point. He's like, so I don't know what those, because I'm not for everybody. And I realize he goes, that's why I'm not signing a contract. He might not sign a contract for game day next year, which he will. He's like, because the, what did he call it? The stalwart, like the fucking stuffy college football fans don't like me. 
Who do you think watches college game day? You think there's some scholar? Like, I like just making up these victims, like these fucking like perpetrators. Oh, the stuffy old school college fans are not a fan of my style. What? Well, the guy writing about Harvard, Yale. What are you talking about? College game day is a show where they put a fucking mascot on a stroke victim. That's what people tune in for. They don't care about your. They don't think you're kicking a ball is. Uh, Having a freshman <laughs> kick a football is too uh, loose for him, all right? They're not that stuffy. Stanford fans, Lee and Elliot, I know. Here's the thing on college game day, which is so fun. It's, it's very ESPN where ESPN has a hit show with college game day. It's a good show. But they don't even know why it's good. You know, like TNT with uh, inside the NBA, it's good because of Charles Barkley, Ernie Johnson, you know, Kenny Smith and Shaq. They're good. They're all good. They all fit their role and they're funny. And it's a great show. People try to recreate that. And it doesn't work because they're not them. College Game Day has a show and Fox Kickoff is trying, you know, trying to recreate it and they can't. And it's not because of the personalities. It's not because Corso does a, you know, puts a mascot head on or there's a Dr. Pepper or, or fucking, you know, Blake Lively, Blake Lively, <laughs> some, you know, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish does celebrity guest picks. It's a hit show because it's a tailgate and it's surrounded by 19-year-old kids who are drunk and happy to be young. And they're just excited and they're screaming and they're making up signs. And even that, the signs were funny back in the day and now ESPN regulates it and they have to be sanctioned and you have to be, you know, so they corn them down. Todd Moore says Stanford Steve's having a bad year in picks. He is. And I feel bad for him too, because I know he would, because anytime your picks are publicized, first of all, gambling Twitter is going to hate you from any kind of your laws. They think you're an idiot. So there's a lot of pressure giving out picks for national TV. I bet he doesn't even bet them. He would rather win those than go undefeated for his money picks. He doesn't. So I, I don't get on someone for having bad public picks, but he is having a bad year. Klansburg says game days now just constantly searching for good viral clip these days. I know it's well, that's that's, and that's what TV is. That's what I'm saying. They don't understand what they're doing. Just let these kids be happy that they're young. That's it. They try to do a basketball. It doesn't work because it's inside. Yeah. Kids are screaming, but it's not the same thing. And it doesn't matter. Jay bills doesn't matter. You have to have drunk kids for football. That's just, it just goes together. And they're just so happy to be young. Case in point, exactly what you were just saying, Steve, how they're trying to get a viral clip. They had, it was one of the funniest things I saw this weekend on college game day. Um, on Hard Knocks, and they are trying to get a viral clip. I'll put that up there. On Hard Knocks this year with the Jets and HBO, one of the highlights was uh, when they brought in a mentalist to entertain the team. It opened, up, it opened up an episode where this mentalist, you know, a mentalist is a form of magic. They were they just read your mind. Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? The Jets and the Eagles. What's the score? 31-24. There it is. And, and people go, oh, my God, you mu- you're a sorcerer. You know. 
so it makes it makes sense that the Jets did that during training camp. Teams do that to entertain their players while they're away in some small college town doing training camp. That's why that was good TV, and it was in front of a football team, and it was edited. So college game day and ESPN, they're like, well, let's let's steal that idea. Let's have a mentalist come on and do mental tricks for uh, Desmond Howard, Kirk Herbstreet, and McAfee. But this time, it'll be for those four people only in front of 5,000 drunk college kids who, who will tell to stay silent. What? That's exactly what they did. So this mentalist comes on there, and that's insufferable to begin with. Having, having to listen to this magician. Magicians, you know, I've gone, I've gone down magicians plenty of times on this show. I always, every time they do a trick, I like, to, I like to say, yeah, I know how you did that trick. You grew up alone, right? You didn't have any friends. It's a great skill, no doubt about it, what you did. You honed a skill that took a lot of loneliness in your bedroom. They always do like pick a card, then you got to listen to her awful comedy routine for five minutes, and then you they wow you. Anyway, he's doing this mentalist routine, like okay, pick a, what do you think the score is going to be, Desmond? Okay, for and everyone has to stay silent, and these college kids are like, what the fuck is this? Why, who is this for? And then you hear you can definitely hear the producer like getting in Fowler's ear, like cut this goddamn. Or Reese, whoever does it. Is it Reese who does the thing now? Uh, Reese Davis. Yeah, Reese Davis, not Chris Fowler. And he's like, they're like, cut this. This is bombing. And it was bombing for a good five minutes. But the mentalist wouldn't let it go. No, I got one more step. Cut open his football. McAfee, reach in there. And they're like, oh, my God, he got it. And nobody can hear it. No one knows. It was terrible. So that made me laugh. I was watching them bomb and watching ESPN producers do it and thinking, and I love when they steal an idea and they don't even know why the idea is good in the first place. They don't know why it worked at Hard Knocks. They just know it worked. So they steal it and don't even think twice about putting it in front of 4,000 drunk college kids who just want to scream at a mascot head. They don't want to have to think of a number between 1 and 100. Desmond Howard singing Big Penix Energy a couple weeks ago was brutal. Yeah, no shit. Hilarious. Michael Penix, by the way, I have futures on him to win the Heisman. He, uh, ooh, they, they were lucky to get that win. That's for sure. Uh, they should not have got that win, Arizona State, which I did give out. Um, that's going to do it for the man in the box and get out of the box. <laughs> Todd Moore says Urban Meyer better than Oz, the mentalist. Tell you what, I'll give Urban Meyer this. Who's a very hateable guy as well. That whole Harbaugh stuff, I like how he kind of defended Harbaugh with that. He goes, we have an entire coaching staff that lived in Michigan. That's the entire job was to spy on Michigan. What's the big deal here? I'm sure he did, Urban Meyer, as well as I should. Anyway. <laughs> Um, that's going to do it for today's bottom line bombs. Well, 55 minutes, not too bad, not too shabby. We're trying to keep it tight now. Um, I'll tell you what, 
before I let you guys go and do any kind of plugs, uh, this Thursday on the C block, I know you'll be back for my week eight picks or whatever. Week, yeah, week eight. You know what I'm going into? Jesus, we're just half, this season's almost halfway done. Uh, it's my special Halloween edition of the Bottom Line Bombs. If you remember me last year, it's a famous one when I back when the Bottom Line Bombs was just a blog that I used to do for a site called Voodoo Brown. My Halloween uh, picks edition episode is always, I'm not going to say it's the best of the year, but it's pretty good. It's pretty creative. So look forward to my Halloween episode this coming Thursday. Um, we get the picks, but until then, good luck with the bombs tonight with the baseball. Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel that you're listening to right now and like the button or to the podcast itself. I need all the downloads I can get. Tell 50,000 of your friends, Spotify, iTunes, wherever pods are told, you know, you understand all that bullshit. Follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken, not like Liam Neeson, but like as in the name was actually taken. So I just use that. With uh, underscores. Or follow me on X at CJ Sullivan underscore. And uh, with all that, follow me on all the platforms, C Forum, whatever. Enough of the plugging and the ads and the plugging and the blues, but the do's. Should we get some yellow info on our way out of here? I know, I'm trying to get out of here. What can I do, honey? All the roads are blocked. It's a fucking parade. I'm going to drive over some kids. That's the only way out of this situation. You motherfuckers, you. You son of a bitch. All right, degenerates. Here's a theme song to get us out of here. Thank you.